Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify, the fast, lean learning machine, the fastest learning, most revenue generating personalization platform for e-commerce. Hello, can you believe it? We are over halfway through the first ever series of the e-commerce growth show. This is the series where we're focusing in on what you as a retailer need to know about to take your sales growth to the next level in 2020. Each of our six episodes focuses on a different area that's essential for maximizing e-commerce growth. Already live are our interviews with Big Commerce's Head of Europe, Mark Adams, Segmentify's own Murat Soisal, and Gavin Laugini from Dot Digital. So yes, we've already looked at how you can turn the changing tech space into a competitive advantage, at what on-site personalization strategies the best retailers are adopting, and how to shift your customer communications from the volume game to something far more granular and profitable. A pretty cool first half to the series. All that is available for you to listen to right now via your podcast app of choice. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, etc, etc. And please remember to subscribe to the show so you don't miss the ones we've got coming up, where we'll be focusing on how post-purchase affects growth. In this episode, we're covering three interlinked big topics, payments, mobile and international. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the host of the e-commerce master plan podcast, best-selling author of multiple books on e-commerce and the co-host of this show. Right. I'm joined on every episode of this series by Phil Kay from Segmentify. Hello, Phil. Hello, Chloe. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to learn more about payment strategies because I have a I have a feeling it's going to be a big topic this year. Um, so I'm quite quite excited that we're getting in early with it. So so why why did you want to include Brian from Adgen as a guest in this series? Well, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I've been around in the e-commerce world for a number of years now, um, and I actually uh, kind of saw Adgen start to rise, I suppose, if you like. Um, I've been involved in sort of e-commerce partnerships for, for a good few years now um, and uh, out on the circuit, if you like, um, and uh, talking to, to brands. I just noticed Adyen sort of coming onto the, um, coming into the frame more and more and, uh, and thought to myself, well, I've got to find out about these guys and what they're doing. And, um, and so when I, when I was sort of chatting to them and um, finding out more about what they did, it really struck me that what they were doing was something quite disruptive and quite unique in the market. And that was a number of years ago when it just sort of started. And I noticed actually when I went to a few events that they were talking at, um, that uh, they were really uh, compelling um, to uh, you know the audiences. Uh, these were brands of agencies and agencies themselves. And it was like, wow, there's something going on here. There's a bit of a... There's a bit of noise and a bit of um, you know rumble around Adyen, and they're getting a lot of interest and a lot of people going up to them after the talk and, and, and chatting to them and stuff. And I just thought, well, I'm going to have to keep these guys on our radar. Um, in terms of you know empowering our team, um, which is what part of my job is to do, to make sure that they're kind of talking to brands and retailers about um, all sorts of stuff. You know, it could be personalization, but it could also be payments or it could be platforms or whatever. So we're, I always hold that in my back pocket in terms of trying to communicate that back to the team. And uh, and so obviously with Adyen, I was like, the, you know, people need to hear about this because they're doing something unique out there. They're disrupting the market. They're making it incredibly simple to do everything. They're the acquirer and they're the gateway. And they bring all the other payments into one place. I'm like, wow, they're doing something here that other people aren't. And I suppose that was the reason why I reached out to Brian then. 
and had a chat with him, had lunch with him. Lovely, good, uh, lovely guy. Um, and, and obviously you'll hear him in a second and, uh, and uh, started to sort of partner with them effectively. So I thought it would be really useful to bring him in on this series and uh, get him to share, if you don't know much about Agen and what they do, um, all about what, um, what uh, kind of noise they're making out there in the market and how they can hopefully help you. Yeah, exactly. And I think payment strategies is just such an important thing for 2020. So guys, what you've got coming up in this episode is we're going to take you through why you should care about payment strategies. If you're thinking payment's boring, I don't care. Trust me, you will not be by the time you get to the end of this episode. Um, We're also going to talk about what steps to take to build your payment strategy. And then, because if that wasn't enough, we're going to talk about two other hot topics for 2020, which is mobile and international, and get fairly deep into ways which you can quickly improve your performance in both of those. And if you're thinking of diving into either of those properly this year, then some things you need to consider before you get started. So, Phil, um, are you ready to get our guest on? Absolutely. Let's do it. It's time to welcome our guest. Brian Mapley is the head of mid-market UK sales at Adgen. What does that mean? Well, it means that if you want to understand how getting your payment strategy right can have a positive impact on your business growth, then Brian is the one you need to hear from. Adgen have been helping merchants manage their payments from around the world since 2006. They've got offices in over 20 different countries and in 2018 processed over 159 billion euros of payments. Hello, Brian. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good. Hello, Brian. How are you doing? Hi, Phil. I'm good. So I hear that at Adyen, they call you the milkman. Why is that? <laughs> so I thought might, you might bring that one up. So um, I've been at Adyen just uh, short of seven years now. And obviously, when we first started, we had quite a, a small team, small sales team. Um, and uh, in one of the early sales meetings, we were just talking through some of the merchants that we work with. And I was like, kind of listing off mine. I said, well, you know, I always deliver. That's why they call me the milkman. And it, it just it just stuck throughout the year. So everyone just refers me to me as the, as the milkman. That is a very good nickname. Because you deliver <laughs> every time. <laughs> so, let's talk about payment strategy. Sure. Um, I'm really interested to hear about how a great payment strategy can help our listeners grow their businesses. Why don't you tell us all about it? Yeah, no problem at all. So, let's kind of like take a few steps back then. So, let's let's go back a few years. So, in the old world. Uh, brands were more powerful than customers so the brand was was everything so brands controlled that that pure shopping experience so you you probably remember the time Phil, when we were, we were youngsters we had to go into a store so every town had all of your, all of the brands and you go into your local store all those years ago you know if i wanted the latest album of my favorite rock band i'd go into probably one of the local stores and if they had a selection of stock and if that stock was out of it was out of stock you they had they had no clue when they were going to get that stock in they had no clue whether the the um the same store in the next village or the next village after that had got the stock so you'd have to get on the bus get a car get in the car get your parents to take you wherever to try and find that item that you you wanted and you go into the next town and and i think that was that was the the shopper experience of those times um but far you know far, let's fast forward to today and technology has changed everything smartphones are now the research engines they're, they're purchasing vehicles so the consumer is now in charge and now they want to buy and pay on the go in the new world customers are on the driving seat 
you know, they choose how to interact with a brand, you know, and the payment strategy has to be built around this. You know, as consumers, you know, as me and you feel, we want, you know, we expect convenience anytime or anywhere. And com- companies can struggle to meet their expectations, you know, and our expectations. And sometimes they disappoint us at times, you know. So brands have to reinvent themselves now um, or the s- customers will simply go anywhere else because there's so much choice out there, you know. And again, harping back to, you know, when we used to, you know, used to go out shopping or you'd, you'd go out in the evening and you'd queue up at an ATM and you'd be really uh, disappointed that you could only get 250 quid out in one day of a cash machine, you know. But people don't, people don't carry cash anymore because that's not how, how lifestyle is, you know. I had cash for years in my yeah. wallet. Nah. C- correct, yeah. But again, do, do you even take your wallet out now these days? No, I haven't got a wallet. Yeah, you're right. Most of us want to get a taxi or an Uber in London, New York, Paris, etc um and have our registered uh, card registered in a, in a payment app and in the knowledge that when we get out and complete that journey that payment is already taken care of um most of us want to go to a theme park say for again somewhere like lego and take our family an example and not to worry about carrying our wallets around we want to wear wearable tech that can touch and go at any touch point and buy anything during the course of that visit whether it's a burger whether it's a merchandise um, or where it's fa- fast-tracked onto that new ride. So, again, it's that ability to touch and go. So some of us want to turn up at football matches, like myself, uh, uh, say at Spurs Stadium, for example, and just take our membership card, and that becomes that one card for all transactions around the stadium, including food, drinks, scarves, programmes, etc. And then, you know, I want a notification that, uh, say, Kane has bagged a last-minute winner, uh, and I get a short URL with his shirt number and name included, and it takes me straight through to uh, a payment page to complete that transaction. Um, you know, I want to be pay, playing mobile games on my phone, you know, either while I'm sitting on the train, on the bus, or even in the loo, and complete that in-game purchase with just one click. You know, we want, you know, we want to know that we can download the last seven series of Lost, for instance, on our favourite streaming service or listening to our favourite tunes on Spotify, safe in that our knowledge that our monthly subscription payment is taken care of. On a, on a Friday night, we want to order pizza from our favourite takeaway marketplace app, knowing that our payment details are already stored and that payment is already completed. You know, I want to go into my favourite sports store, buy another pair of trainers, just don't tell the wife, because she will kill me. Yeah, another pair? <laughs> <laughs> another pair i don't want to queue at the till you know i don't want to queue at the till i've got other things i've got more more pairs of trainers on about oh you know I want, I want the shop assistant to be able to come to me and to be able to take that transaction while standing in the store anywhere in the store i purchase and off i go to that, that next store you know if i'm a tourist or tourists are in our now major cities uh now want to pay in their own country's payment methods at point of sale which has never been seen before with the likes of alipay union pay and wechat pay but again, as consumers ourselves, Phil, we know we don't just want to pay by cards now. We want to use the latest payment methods, whether that be Apple Pay, Google Pay, or the use of the now, the buy now, pay later methods. But most of all, we want to make that retail purchase on the go, anywhere, on any device. And when we do buy it online, we want to be able to return that item to our local store on the same transaction without any weight or any hassle. I think the examples I've given show that there is a fundamental power shift happening in the world at the moment. Apps deliver goods and services instantly and conveniently. Payments is now frictionless and often invisible. Brands have had to endure, uh, and the flourishing ones, 
while others are uh, floundering um, are the ones that have embraced those changes in, in payments and have come up with a payment strategy that includes a lot of what I've been talking about. But then again, there's more to it that, than that. This, I mean, this includes all the latest payments that may happen. However, the key to all this is being able to see all those payment channels in one place without the need to contact with multiple providers. Retailers need a streamless link between online and offline transactions while improving customer engagements and interactions by helping make better use of valuable payment data. You know, we remember the times, right, before we had smartphones. So, you know, Phil, I mean, can you imagine what you used to carry around with you when you, before you had a smartphone? You had a camera, mm-hmm. you had calendars, oh, yeah. Yeah. you had file of faxes, you had pages, you had those huge mobile phones that you used to carry on your shoulder with terrible ringtones, you had gaming devices. I mean, how painful was that? Then all of a sudden, that smartphone became that one device that everyone wanted. And that means you had all, everything, you know, with one provider. And Adyen's done, Adyen's done the same with that end-to-end payment process. So being a gateway, being able to be the gateway and the acquirer, the merchant account, with an inbuilt fraud tool, directly to, to, talking directly to card schemes, providing all of those payment channels, e-commerce, app, mobile, moto, wearable, point of sale, all in one back office. Mm. And what does it mean about like the gateway and the acquirer? Yeah, so traditionally, um, there was always a, a separate companies or third parties trying to keep complete a payment flow. So you had a gateway provider. You had an acqu- acquirer, which talked directly to the card schemes to get that authorization. And then you'd have another third party uh, uh, inbuilt, uh, sorry, fraud tool. And all of those guys would try and integrate together to try and that payment flow but what would happen is um you know one would one might drop out and then the payment flow would drop and then everyone would be trying to blame each other to what was happening or what was going wrong in that instance what adrian did is built that from the from the from the ground up as one platform so we're not interlinked with any other third parties we don't need a third party to complete that payment flow so everything was built in-house um and by doing that there's no there's no split between your payment gateway and your acquirer you know we can get uh, the uh, we talk directly to the card schemes, uh, and we do that so we can get higher authorization rates, and we can make that journey better for that consumer. So, Brian, when it comes to payment strategy, I always think um, when we put the word strategy on something, it's like that point at which someone's gone, "Oh, I actually need to be proactive about this, and not just kind of let it evolve." So, I imagine we've got quite a lot of people listening who, if they weren't already having just heard you talk talk through everything in so much detail and thank you for doing that they've they've probably gone oh oh okay i need to i need to really care about this and i need to get proactive about it for them who've who've just let it kind of evolve and they've added this and they've added that and they've got something and to be honest they don't really know how it's all working for them what's the first step to to putting that proactive payment strategy in place the one that's really going to help them enhance their sales this year yeah, the really the one that's really going to happen is I think is looking at your current payment provider and can they provide everything that I've just discussed over the last probably five minutes about, you know, can you have that ability to be able to offer all of your channels, all of the payment channels that you want that's going to make an increase in your revenues? Um, but not just can you offer all of those channels, can you offer those and see all of that data in one back office? So can you match up where your online transactions and your offline transactions marry and can you then also if you someone buys on 
online, can they then refund that transaction potentially in a store on that same transaction? Uh, and then that would then build on to be able to take that one stage further is that customer data and then what you can do to help with that customer data, marrying that with what's in your basket and can then building customer loyalty and then reaching out to, to customers say, actually, we noticed you purchased this uh, at this stage. What can we do then to make that revenue grow further? And I suppose once you've got everything in the right place, which just for one's sanity <laughs> makes a lot of sense, you're getting a lot of data there about what payment methods people are actually using on what devices and so forth. And presumably that can then help you take your payment strategy to the next level by analysing that data. Yeah. And um, the cool thing about that was, we, you know, we've shown that we've done that with multiple merchants at different times. So say, say View Cinema, for instance, right? How crowded now is the cinema scene this you know there you've got such a great choice of which cinemas you want to go to so view cinema chose us because we could then use our uh, payments insight tie that with their basket data so we can tell whether someone's buying popcorn or not buying popcorn what film they're watching what kind of genre of film they're watching so that they can then choose so that means what view can now do is they can feed that into customer loyalty and say actually we noticed you watched this why don't you come back to us and watch this and we'll give you a, a discount? You know, we noticed you purchased this. Why don't you have that pre-ordered before you come back to us and we'll have it ready for you? So again, it's being able to use that customer data in a way that um, you're empowering your customers to be able to come back to you and continually shop and spend more money with you. And could, I mean, just being a bit, possibly a bit too future thinky here. So feel free to tell me if I'm if I'm being too 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 big sky. But presumably that would then take us to the point where, in that view instance, we can see that this person buys a family set of tickets on the tablet on a Friday evening for the weekend, but they buy, you know, kind of date night tickets on the mobile on a Monday morning and then send them the right messages at the right time, you know, so they get the latest Minions film on a Friday, but they get the latest rom-com on a Monday, being very simplistic about it. Yeah, but correct, because you can do exactly that because we're we're tying that payment data that Adin's providing. So again, how much are they spending and, and where they're spending it? back with a with a basket data of what was actually what was actually bought so again whether it's that rom-com or is that horror film or that or that or the children's film and then you can then they can use that data then to then push back um to their customers to say actually yeah we noticed you you watched this then why not watch a similar film again at the same time Cool. And there's there's two big um I'm gonna give you the option of which one we talk about first here. There's two huge e-commerce topics that a lot of people are talking about at the moment. One is the opportunity of going international and the other is getting mobile, right? And I I know, and I'm, I know you know, uh, that payments can have a big impact in both those areas. So which one would you like to talk, talk to us about first, mobile or international? Uh, international, if that's all right. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Because I think, you know, one of the key things adding that we built really on uh, early is that you know we noticed those key iconic british brands that wanted to go international but had no really no clue how to do that you know the the global e-commerce market you know is projections to double by the end of this year from two trillion to four trillion uh on top of that you know there's there's always reports and the kinsley report predicted that the flow of goods and services will triple across borders so you know International merchants need to know how to go international because, you know, over again, I've been adding nearly seven years and the time and time again, merchants say to me, 
Brian, I want to go into Europe. I want to go into China. They'll just take they'll just take cards, right? And that is never the case. You know, if I wanted to go, if a merchant comes to me and says, Brian, I want to go into, say, Holland, for instance, you've got to understand that 75% of the population will want to pay by what's called ideal which is a bank-to-bank transfer payment method. So if you offer cards, just pure cards in that in Holland, you're not going to take many transactions. And the same to be said in many other uh, countries across Europe as well. So whether that is, you know, say Germany, for instance, again, not very card-centric uh, country. They want to pay something like buy now, pay later, pay methods like your Klarna's um, or your SoFort's because they don't want something on on credit card um but further afield from that it gets really really interesting when it comes to different payment methods um so if you want to go in for china for instance you know we've took many companies into china like the Shimo, um uh, brompton bikes etc um you've got to be offering your alipays your union pays your wechat pays because local payment methods are key important when you, if you're looking to grow the revenue because that is what people in those countries want to be able to see in your in your payment page when they're clicking through to buy and if they don't see those they will then drop out and you've, you've lost that transaction so you need a payment provider that can provide a solution in every market yeah because if you've gone to all the all the trouble of getting your home market into one place into one provider one dashboard where you can see everything and you can get all that benefits from the data what you don't want to then have to do is to log into something else for every other country do you so so yeah you've got to have one who can do everything yeah can you imagine if you did that what you just said can you imagine if you did that for the UK but you could do that globally i bet you could provide all of the payment methods that you required globally um, in all those different countries, but not just the payment as well, the different currencies. You, you need to be providing those different currencies. But, you know, as again, again, if we're talking about helping costs as well, you want to be able to settle into that local currency as well. So you don't want to be able to have to always settle back to GBP or USD or Euros. So again, it's the wider picture, it's pay methods, it's currencies, but it's also authorization rates. You know, you need a payment provider. Um, that can have local acquiring in those in those regions because otherwise everything goes cross border and your authorizations drop. So again, there's no point offering all these different payment methods, offering all these different currencies if the authorization is not is not going to be the best. So again, it's it's having uh, using providers like like Adyen who have, have who have built a global reach to make it one reach one platform for our for all of our merchants. Yeah, simplicity, you know, getting things sim- simple and easy to use is just so essential, which which brings me on to, uh, to kind of my last question, which is mobile. Mentioned it earlier. Cannot have you on here and not talk about mobile because m- the payments element is one of the biggest barriers to those pesky mobile conversion rates. So have you got any a couple of tips for our listeners on how they can, how by having a good payment strategy, then they can improve their mobile performance? Yeah, and it's all about customization um, for me because I think we've all had that experience where we've been on a mobile, you know, we've been on a tablet and everything's nice. Um, and you can go, you can stream through to your payment page and you can see everything on your payment page. Um, but it's having that ability then to do that onto um, your, your your mobile. So, you, you know, if it comes through, you know, 3D Secure, et cetera. But, you know, with, with 3D Secure 2.0, there's, there's new ways of doing that, whether that's a, a, a code through 
or biometrics, etc. So it's the being able to, to optimize that onto your to your mobile and being able to provide a payment provider again like Adyen who can who can optimize that down to your mobile phone. So it's, everything's on one page and it's clear. Otherwise, again, if you got if you're having to scroll through um, to see where you need to input your card details, um, you don't want to be doing that. And again, you want to be able to use a provider again like Adyen who can tokenize transactions. So again, if you repeat business on your mobile phone, it just becomes that one-click payment. So again, you're not having to constantly um, add in all of your card or your or your payment details. Thank you, Brian. I think if there's if there's one word that sums up today, it's the quest for simplicity, isn't it, for the customer and for for ourselves. Because you know, as, as consumers ourselves, we want the most easiest thing possible to be able to pay, and a lot of that time is is, is one click. You know, we don't. You know, the amount of times you get fed up of of keying in your card details, you just it's just annoying, isn't it? And sometimes you might even drop out because you think, oh, "I'm not doing that again." Where if you know if that if that next transaction could, could be one become one click, or you've you've been in a store and then you go in the on the online site of that same store and they've already got your card details captured how cool is that um and that becomes one click so again it's that simplicity well look brian i think before we say goodbye to you we should really give you an opportunity to tell uh, the listeners a little bit about adgen and how they can get in touch with you at adgen if they're if they're very interested in getting their payments sorted out this year yeah, sure. So um, feel free to have, you know, we talked a lot there about international uh, expansion. Um, you can find my uh, blog on international expansion um, at the, on the Adyen website, which is www.adyen.com. Um, you know, Adyen is the full multi-channel uh, unified commerce payment experience on one platform. So we do take payments across all channels that I've, I've mentioned earlier on. And we can take businesses international, which again, are the re- real key if you're really looking to grow business and you're really looking to drive revenue then it's either international or, or it is uh, unified commerce sounds really interesting i've only learned loads from that brian so thank you so much for that i i kind of coming from the same angle as you um obviously you know um we're in the same sort of um role if you like um within e-commerce and it's incredibly important isn't it that, that our businesses kind of you know they 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 differentiate so that you can sustain the services you're offering to your customers i mean if if you were to say to me you know not being an expert in payments what what is it about adyen that makes you have a unique place in the market what would you say almost like an elevator pitch what what would you say to me to say look you know this is why um, we are a serious company to be talking to about this side of things how would you how would you you know do that how would you advise that yeah sure so again i'll go back to the the one platform solution so you know we we built it from the ground up no one else has that ability to be able to offer the payment gateway the the acquiring uh, or the merchant account and the inbuilt portal on one platform without involving any other third party um, and also it's that ability as i mentioned before with you taking all of your payments across all of your channels whether they're offline or online in one back office office for easy reconciliation and all of the payment methods you know but then having the relevant relative relevant payment methods at any given time so whether that's at your point of sale whether that's um you know, on your online in, in any particular country that you want to be able to take that in um but then customizing that so you, you're not filling that uh, filling that filling that uh, that checkout with full of payment methods you know we can tell you which ones are the really well known ones and the most used ones and then you can optimize your payment your checkout 
um, as, as you see fit for those different countries. Well, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Brian. It certainly does, doesn't it? It's like if you want simplicity, there's clearly only one choice. <laughs> well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You have given us such a such a great insight into how a payment strategy can help an e-commerce business improve this year. And quite frankly, I think anyone listening who doesn't have their payment strategy in place and decent software to run it all, um, they're they're just handicapping themselves. So thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. No problem. It's been great. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Wow, Phil, that was such an insightful session there from Brian. Um, what what do you think were kind of the key things from that that you'd take away and, and t- be telling retailers as you meet them over the coming weeks? Well, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, one of the important parts of my role, obviously, is strategic partnerships, is that uh, I try and work with companies that are, really you know strong in their space um and having a chat with brian about what agent is doing not only in the uk market but kind of globally um it's just you know it's great to see how they're frankly kind of disrupting the payments market um by bringing not only the acquiring side and the payment side into one place um, and there, there really are no kind of barriers to entry, you know, in terms of, oh, you have to use this payment gateway or you have to use that acquirer or whatever it might be. They've clearly been in this space for a long time, seen the niche that they needed to create and then just went and built it from the, the ground up. So, um, I mean, that's, for me, clearly why they have a very strong um, presence in the market and a massive potential um, in the future. Um, and uh, and so you know I think that in itself for me is the reason why I take a partnership with them really seriously and you know we're going to work strongly with them you know this year um, on um, all sorts of initiatives effectively you know to um, to help each other as companies um, out there and give the right solutions ultimately to the to the brands and the e-commerce retailers um, that we're talking to um, I mean actually one of the um, very interesting things that we're potentially going to try and pursue um is the ability to add um kind of post sale um particularly on the click uh, the, the the click and collect or the, the bricks and mortar side there's a window um of opportunity post sale to be able to add actually personalization into um a uh, sms or some other uh, communication to a smartphone um, to um, actually try and increase the basket size through that payment gateway through for that retailer. Um, oh, so kind of add something. You've already paid for your PMP. Why don't you add something? Type exactly thing? right. So you, you you're almost. I know I'm, I'm slightly diverting, but it's it's incredible how the partnership and end to end solution can can get you know even more powerful. If you think about a scenario where somebody's just bought a pair of jeans, and within that token half an hour, whatever it is post-sale that you're either wandering around the shop or you're wandering around getting your your greg's vegan sausage roll or whatever it is they do these days um you know that they can get a ping text or a smart message or something that says hey you know um we've did you know that you've got the the you know the belt and the shirt or whatever that goes really well with these jeans in your size in stock by the way you know and we'll give you 20 percent off and then you draw that customer back into the shop and increase their their lifetime value with you like literally within that moment so i mean you know, it's amazing how much we can try and develop this to bring value to ultimately to the client and obviously to then to the customer, um, which ultimately is what we're trying to do. So, yeah. 
I always think there's um there's an element now when any e-commerce retailer is picking their software and picking their partners, the, the you know their suppliers, which is finding people who are forward thinking because so many businesses I come across these days who are in the mire of not being able to do that. You know, my, my specialism is is marketing problems and driving traffic. And I'm talking, why aren't we doing this? Well, because we're stuck on this and they can't do it. With it. You know, our agency can't build a Google Ads um, product feed, or we can't do this because of the tech. And just to be to be working with partners who are turning around and going, we've just done this with someone. What do you think? You're like, wow, that's amazing. Absolutely. And when not only can you do it, but you can do it swiftly because the tech is so nimble now these days with platforms like Adgen and Segmentify that you can get this stuff at a very, very affordable price point and an incredibly quick timeline. So it actually opens up the market to retailers that actually might look at technology like this and go, you know, we, we can't afford to do this. Or, or, but actually now it's flattening the playing field and making it ever more possible for the small brands to compete and beat even you know, the bigger brands at their own game in terms of conversion and revenue and the customer lifetime value, which is what it's all about, right? It's keeping the customer to that brand using this tech. But they can compete only if they're on a tech platform that enables them to. And I thought that was such an, such an important point that Brian made. You know, when I said is, what, where do you start with a pricing strategy? Well, it's getting the tech and the foundations in front, in, in, in place rather, so as you can actually do these things. And, you know, but that goes for so many other areas of e-commerce at the moment. And I think the, I think we'll see the winners in 2020 are the ones who've put the right tech stack in place. All of you listening, I know changing tech is painful and I know it's complicated, but my God, when you've got the right things in place, life is so much easier. <laughs> so much easier. If you're trying to scale and you're trying to go into new territories, you know, um, it's absolutely critical to get the tech stack right. Um, obviously, there's always a budget. Um, but the suppliers know that, you know, the, the, the companies that are doing well understand that they've got their business built the right way to be able to offer these services for you at an affordable level so that you can scale your business with the right tech in the right way. So you have that stability and you can make that money comfortably knowing it's not going to fall flat on its face because the tech's going to fall over or, you know, you're going to scale too quickly for, um, you know, the tech to keep up with you or, or whatever other process you've got to you've got to handle, you know. Yeah, it's so true. Um, any other key key takeaways from what Brian was saying there? Um, yeah, I did hear he mentioned Spurs. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very comfortable with that, but hey. Now, apart from that, honestly, I thought I thought it was really um, really insightful. I thought Brian did a great job. Hopefully, you guys have um, you know got something out of it. And, you know, and obviously, you know, really thank you for your time and listening and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. Another great episode there, which I know all of you listening, Phil says he hopes, I know you're going to have got a lot out of that because Brian shared so much great information. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Phil. Now, I have a feeling that for series two, Phil might be banning all mentions of Spurs. Now, other than the football that we've covered, we've covered some big topics in today's episode. So you should head to segmentify.com forward slash podcast, where you can get your hands on all the links and resources mentioned in this episode and a full transcript. That means a full written version of this whole show that you can print out, save, etc. Via that link, you'll also find details of the whole series. Right now, there are four episodes live and we've got another two to release. 
Coming up in the next episode, Phil and I are joined by Sarah Arthrell from Bright Pearl, who will be telling us all about how a poor post-purchase experience causes all sorts of problems with your social proof, undermining everything you do. Now, speaking of social proof, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do leave us a review there, as we'd love to hear what you think of the show. Put us to the test and let us prove we can drive more revenue for you. Sign up for a completely free proof of concept or split test against your current provider. Set up and optimized by our team within a few days at segmentify.com slash demo.